Welcome to episode 44 of the Decided to Come Back Advantage. I am Andy, Andy Caps on various social platforms. Joined this week by a all-star cast of um, characters here. Joined um, down in some part of um, North Carolina, I can't remember, Charlotte, I think, by uh, Tom. Hi, what's going on, guys? What's up? Changing up the order this week. So actually, I'm just going down and list on on Discord here. So um, also have. It's a change of order because someone is like out of. Uh, it's not out of the country, I guess. Um, he's out of the mainland. Another continental. Yeah. Uh, Andrew Bagnoticus is currently at a luau in um, Hawaii with Barack Obama, I believe. Um, serious, seriously, it's. He's got the, he's got a picture to prove it. I mean he. Yeah, we're getting the robot, but uh, he is not—he's not, as far as we know, with uh, Barack Obama currently. But he did see Barack Obama surfing on the beach that they were at the other day. We have a picture to prove this. That's pretty cool. Uh, we're joined uh, way out west this week by uh, Chris. What's going on? How's it going? Going. It's freaking cold here. Uh, we're joined further south by a. Uh, fellow Georgia fan, we you know we're, they're they're letting anybody in this week since um, since Andrew's out. Uh, we got Chris F is joining us. Howdy, folks. Howdy. And then we got Mike, who's um, who's so in the holiday spirit that he's joining us from his iPad. So pardon his audio quality. Uh, pardon your own audio quality. Yeah, that that definitely told me what's what. So anyway. Uh, we're the podcast, the podcast cancer. Just call me Eli Apple. And <laughs> we'll get to that later. Um, I didn't know what, what had happened with the Eli Apple, but apparently some stuff happened in there. There's some questions for, uh, Andrew about Eli Apple is our resident, um, Eli Apple expert, but, uh, he's not here. Oh. So we're just going to have to carry on. How convenient that he's not here as yeah. this news breaks. Yeah. Convenient. Yeah. As soon as he left the country, he, you know, Elon Apple's discipline just fell apart. <laughs> as soon as he left the country, huh? Uh, so anyway, let's go through the uh, through the top ten. Um, Nothing has changed since no games have really been played since we last yeah, met. But just in case Apparently. you weren't paying attention, it was like a month. I don't know when the last time we did one of these was. It was a while ago. I think it was a week after. Um, they never they never changed like polling. Yes. During the bowl season, they wait till after. Was it three weeks ago? It was whatever the week after conference championships were. Yeah, was. I think it's three weeks. Um. Anyway, we got yeah because uh, hmm? what was the name of the podcast? It was like conference championships. You know, points don't matter, and the yeah, I think it was the whose line is in any way riff, <laughs> something like that, where the points made up. Blah blah blah. Uh, Clemson is number one. Number two is Oklahoma. Yes. Number three is Georgia. Number four is Alabama. Number six is Wisconsin. Number seven is Auburn. Number eight is USC. And number nine is Penn State. We'll go through 11 this week just to, just to leave Chris in here. So number 10 is Miami and number 11 is Washington. So, yeah. And you may have noticed we skipped number five, as always, in honor of Andrew. So that's where they are. Apparently Moment of Texas, silence. Yeah, apparently Texas just scored a touchdown in um, 
whatever bowl Missouri. they're playing with. What is that bowl game? That's not the pinstripe. Texas and Missouri. It's the Texas Bowl. Pinstripe was uh It was Iowa and um Boston College. DC. Yeah. All right. Um so let's see. So we don't need to do FPI update because Andrew's not here. Oh. Uh, it doesn't exist. Doesn't exist. Um oh. let's go through. One week. I'm gonna go through some of the bowl games that somewhat matter. These are going to go real fast. This whole podcast may, may go really fast in general. 20-minute podcast. That's yeah. It's, so far, it's like five minutes of just hearing my bed squeak as I like fall asleep during this. <laughs> Hoping you were going to be doing something else while the bed, bed is squeaking, nah, but whatever. No. Nah, nah. <laughs> okay. Um, too tired. I'm too tired to like have a joke. All right. <laughs> so the... Um, and, and not all of these teams are relevant. I just kind of started at a certain point that was mm-hmm. very arbitrary. The Las Vegas Bowl. No was, teams uh, are relevant. Hmm? No teams are relevant. Yeah, nobody's relevant. Nobody's played anybody. Las Vegas Bowl was it's Boise State and Oregon. Boise State won thirty-eight, and uh, Oregon was twenty-eight. The Boca Raton Bowl was FAU. The Lane Kiffin. Fighting Lane Kiffins, 50, and Akron, 3. I um, believe he scored. And, and they had a sign. They, they definitely want Bama. Yeah, he went for two when they were up. Was it 34 to nothing? He went for two. He went for two early. Well, they were up 34 to nothing, I think. And he went for two, and he said it was because one of their assistant ADs was talking shit. <laughs> Basically. Yep. So... He said his bad. <laughs> Discount Steve Spurrier. Yeah. He is kind of the, the Steve Spurrier He's... that we need in college football right now. Dollar star. Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, once the world kind of ended a, a year ago, this just makes all kinds of sense. <laughs> He's almost like the knockoff. Um, what's like worse than dollar store? I don't know. Dollar Tree is kind of the Dollar Tree. Dollar Tree. Is it Dollar, Dollar Tree General? Dollar General, maybe. Yeah. I think Dollar General is definitely one. lower on the totem pole. I thought it was nicer. I can't remember. Is Dollar General worse than Dollar Tree? One of Pretty them is sure like, it is. One of them is sure. like you actually you pay more than a dollar. It's just cheap. I can't. Dollar remember. Tree is actually all a dollar. <laughs> I thought that yeah. Dollar General is nicer. I think, yeah. Mm. Yeah, because they they even charge two dollars there. Yeah. Well. Wow. All right. Uh. Well. Wow. Uh, Bahamas Bowl. Let's get to my favorite bowl. Yeah. What? The, are you talking about the Bahamas Bowl? The no, uh, Ohio. No, the oh, you're one. talking about the Birmingham Bowl. Yeah. All right. Cool. Yeah, we'll get to that quick. Uh, Bahamas Bowl was 41 Ohio to UAB. Six. UAB. Yep. Poor, poor UAB. Hey, at least they made it. They didn't even have they a program a couple years ago. They probably didn't do a lot of practicing. I think they were too busy on the beach. Yeah, well, at least they made it there. They had fun yeah. before the game. Um, this is the game you want to talk about, probably the Birmingham Bowl. South Florida won 38 to Texas Tech 34. Can you tell us about the trophy for this game? I mean, it was a close game and all, but yeah, the trophy is just magnificent. <laughs> probably the best college football trophy in all of history. What's it's that thing called? The, the Trojan? No, he's... he's um. 
He's Vulcan, the the god oh, of Vulcan. That's war. right. Okay, hold on, I gotta post this. Uh, yeah, Birmingham has this large, gigantic statue on the like the rim of a mountain overlooking the city. It's Vulcan, <laughs> and uh, it's kind of gaudy up there. Uh, but the best part of it is, I don't know exactly why, but Vulcan oh doesn't my wear god. pants. <laughs> Vulcan does not wear pants. Yeah, it's like assless chaps, basically. He, now he 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 will be like conscientious enough to like wear like an apron. <laughs> there we go. You know, like so he's covered up the front like side of the business, but the back side, ooh, <laughs> he he does not care. Party in the back. He doesn't Party skip back. leg day either. It's it's always been called uh, Moon over Homewood because Homewood <laughs> is behind him. The city of Homewood is behind him. And yeah, the the statue they did not shirk on the uh on the bare ass yeah i mean like i said he doesn't skip leg day he doesn't have chicken legs or you no. know whatever he's like uh i'm trying to think the uh the scotsman willie from the simpsons you know when he takes off his clothes and he's just like he's got like 16 abs it's yeah it's basically just a statue of him yeah uh we were just informed by ron paul the the ron paul that um, Birmingham is very proud of their Vulcan statue. They made sure to let us know it's taller than, than the Statue of Liberty. <laughs> I think it actually... Yeah, it might be. Just, there's no pedestal. Yeah. Well, yeah. I hate to move on from the Vulcan, but I think we need to get through the rest of these bowl games if we want to try to get out of here Grease in 20 me. minutes, which won't happen. Grease me up, lunch lady Doris. Indeed. Um, speaking of the Dollar General... They have a bowl. App State was in it. They won 34 to Toledo 0. So that might be Georgia's best at a conference win right there. <laughs> well, we're going to get to um to uh I got to segue this, this somehow to Andrew since he's not here that they <laughs> um that they no longer have a a bad loss maybe. And they might make the playoffs. Ah. Uh... I think right. it's still a bad loss. It's still a bad loss. <laughs> Hawaii, uh, Hawaii Bowl um, that Andrew actually went to for, I think, a quarter and a half. Um, Fresno State, 33. Houston, 27. Um, hey, that might be Alabama's best out-of-conference game. <laughs> yeah. Actually, it probably is. Washington, they'll be ranked again. They'll be ranked again. I think there were, 100, yeah. there, there were probably 100 people here at this bowl game. It's pretty smart. Tedford. Yeah. He uh, isn't he something like twelve and one in bowl games or something like that? Ridiculous. He's a good coach. Uh, yeah, he's, he's always been solid. Coach. He's just kind of he's a little too West Coast. I might be thinking of Kyle Whittingham actually. Kyle, yeah, Kyle. Yeah, Whittingham is twelve and one. Yeah, yeah. that and that's uh, that's next, right? Heart of Dallas Bowl, Utah thirty, Utah, West Virginia fourteen. Yeah. That segue though. Um, yeah, I don't remember too much about this game. I know that. Will Greer I, or Bill Greer? How does that work? Yeah, he was not. Um, he was not playing in this game. My dog is. What the heart? That the heart of Dallas game or? Yeah, that was the heart of Dallas game. Uh, yeah, Bill Greer did not play in that. He's coming back for next year, um, I believe. Or was he injured? I think so. I, I would assume <laughs> so. Um. I don't really remember too much about that. I know Tyler Huntley was doing some stuff. West Virginia just didn't look all that great at all in it. 
Their quarterback was just awful. Whoever the backup is to uh, Will Greer, just absolutely awful. So West Virginia just turns into Florida. Yeah. Without Will Greer. And Florida turned into themselves without Will Greer, I guess. I don't know how we put that, but they're not good. Um, and I'm just saying, neither was uh, West Virginia, apparently. Yeah. Um. Yeah, he would have thought that when you lose your quarterback, you look like shit most of the time. All right. How about a quick segue to the quick lane bowl? Let's do it. Why don't you, why don't you talk about it? I have no idea. Duke 36, Northern Illinois 14. Yep. Sounds good. All right. Good good uh, summary. Yep. Cactus Bowl, Kansas State 35, UCLA 17. Uh, Josh Rosen did not play due to concussion protocol, Stuff. allegedly. I mean, yeah, I, I guess concussion protocol. He kept on saying before the game he really wanted to play, but it is what it is so, type thing. From what I can tell about this, it basically means that Bill Snyder is better than Chip Kelly. Well, Chip I don't Kelly care. was watching from a box. But... I don't care. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I get proof. Sure. It's right there. 35-17. Yes. Snyder is 1-0 against UCLA since Chip Kelly was hired. Exactly. Indeed. Um, now, I guess the only question is, is does he retire at 1-0? <laughs> yeah, don't ask, uh, is he done? don't ask Bill Snyder is that he... question. He doesn't know yet. <laughs> mm. They asked him right after the game. He said he doesn't know. That's nice. Yeah, nice to know when you're supposed to be recruiting and yeah. can't tell kids if you're going to be back the yeah. next year or not. Yeah, it feels like a Bobby Bowden situation. They're talking about if he. Uh, <laughs> this is great. They're talking about if he um, if he retires, that Brett Bielema would be perfect there. Oh my God, no. <laughs> Well, I mean, I mean, he kind of would be perfect there. He's just getting closer and closer to Iowa. It's really Bielema has always been holding out for Iowa to open up. You think that, never you think happen. Iowa's his dream job? Didn't he play there? Sure. Yeah, I guess he did. But I mean, he looks like a, he looks like he's from Iowa. Iowa keeps on getting like seven, eight wins. They're gonna extend what's his face forever, Ferentz. Ferentz, Ferentz won a bowl game for the for like. First time in like five years. Yeah, he signed. He signed at least another fifteen, twenty years. Oh, we'll get there. Um, which one did we just talk? Okay, yeah, Kansas State, UCLA. Uh, I had I I put in a segue with the Bobby Bowden thing, but you just ignored it. I did. Um, Independence Bowl, Florida State won forty-two to Southern Miss thirteen. If you watch the walk-on Independence Bowl, named in honor of Florida State's recruiting class. Oh, nice. Ooh. I mean, it's not the, like, Shreveport, like, Weed Eater Independence Bowl? Hmm. What new restaurant called Walk-Ons? Full-on Weed Eater Bowl exists, because I've never heard of it, but it's there somewhere. Wait, what? That, that was a real thing? Commercials are to be believed. Uh, the Independence Bowl used to, like, have some Weed Eater, yeah, you know, Yeah, pull-on, pull-on, something like that. Yeah. Wait, so that's really the name of the... Well, they cha- no, they cha- what there is the- a sports bar called Walk-Ons. I don't know where it exists. It exists somewhere. I've never seen it. In Drew Ford, Brees yeah. likes it. He says if he was going to make a sports bar, it would be like Walk-Ons. Walk-ons. It's that's probably, what the commercial told me. It's probably in Shreveport, because that's where the Independence Bowl is. 
I wonder if it's in Nebraska and they have those things that what what was that thing that um <clears throat> mutton mutton ruttons ruttons roomspa or roomza couldn't go to it just because of how they spell bistro <laughs> Louisiana and Texas it looks like mm. wait bistro how do they spell it I'm hoping B I S T R O. Yes. No, it's it's like Go Tigers. A U X. Oh no. Oh E A U E A U X or something. Yeah, that's correct. Oh, be true. All right. Wasn't there a bowl with like a radio station sponsored a bowl at one point? I mean, I'm pretty sure we could sponsor a bowl game if we get like if we raise like two hundred dollars, we could probably do it. I think the Arizona Bowl is only on. Then we have to make a commercial for it to air. Can we can we crowdfund naming a bowl game? You think we could do that? I mean, I feel like if Reddit has not already done it, then it's probably not going to happen for us either. But we We could definitely talk to our uh, small town pizza lawyer, have him form an LLC for us or something like that. I mean, we we could definitely lobby to like get a oh reset bowl game mascot. Reset. I mean, Outback Bowl is taken, but. I mean, yeah. I mean, what's what's the mascot for the pinstripe bowl? I couldn't tell you. Aaron Judge. <laughs> yeah. And then, is anyone like six eight, six nine? No. Or looks like nope. a baseball nope. Jesus or? Nope. No, I don't look Gosh. like baseball Jesus. Um. Well, but speaking of speaking, speaking of, of the pinstripe bowl. Yeah, speaking of a pinstripe bowl, um, Iowa won 27 to Boston College's 20. Um, it's that last uh, drive I, I watched of Boston College getting the ball with under a minute left was just... If you imagine Boston College in a two-minute drill, it was... Oh, God. <laughs> it was something. Um, Let me get a quick update on how many total offensive yards Iowa had. In I'm assuming more than 56. They had 56 at halftime. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. They won with 200 offensive yards. Wow. Every time I looked up at the TV, they had a long kick return. I don't know if just Boston College doesn't know how to defend those, but how many after plays the first it... one, I think they should have just started squibbing it. <clears throat> how many plays did it take yeah. for them to score from uh, Boston College's five? I'm hoping it took I, them more than four. You kind of broke up. Are you asking how many plays? Yeah, how many plays did it take them to score when they got the ball in Boston College's five-yard line, do you know? Was that like the last drive? No, no, it was it was somewhere in there. Um, yeah. Hold on. I mean, I see a 10-play drive that ended in a field goal by Iowa. Was that it? <laughs> That'd be That's hilarious. Sorry. That'd be hilarious if they went backwards and had to kick a field goal. I don't know if that was it or not. That 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 drive started at the twenty-five. You said a drive that started at the five. I believe so. The Boston College is twenty-five or their twenty-five. Yeah, maybe it was the other uh, way around. They're on twenty-five. Let me look at the scoring drives here. I'm just looking at the. Hold on. Four plays, sixteen yards. Maybe this was it. Four plays, 16 yards. 
I don't know. That's still uh, whatever. Forget that. I saw somebody <laughs> somebody joked about them getting the ball at the five yard line and how it was going to take them eight plays to score a touchdown. Um, that is all of the bowl games that have been played up to this time. Currently, you have what Purdue and Purdue and Arizona and in Texas I think and Missouri. Texas and Missouri started. Yeah. This. Let's get a quick live update at 8.30 p.m. Central Time. It's 14-14 Arizona-Purdue in the second quarter. Yep. 14, 14 minutes left. And 7 the nothing Texas over Missouri early in the first. Okay. And Matt Brown officially did <laughs> stay that whole entire game. So Very impressive. Very impressive, Mac. Yeah. He didn't leave mid- midway through the uh, third quarter or whatever it was. Um, <laughs> all right, so let's talk about the... Right that plane to catch. See you guys later. <laughs> I like how they, like, n- nobody else in the booth thought he was serious and, like, he actually left. <laughs> yeah. You heard the door slam in the background, I believe. Um, Gotta go by. Anyway, I don't know what to call these anymore, but I figure we do some. We would we would at least mention these. I called them former BCS games. I don't think that all of these qualify as BCS games, but or former BCS games, but they yeah, are, we we can't count like Auburn U, UCF. The Peach Bowl was never a, a BCS game. No, and neither was the Outback. But no. we can. Uh, I don't know. These are New Year's Six. New Year's kind of former January first bowls. That reminds me, where's the where's the Citrus Bowl? Citrus Bowl. Orlando, right? Citrus no, is the same. It's in isn't it the same? Oh, there it yeah, is. It's in the Orlando. Orange Bowl. There it is. Notre Dame Camping LSU. World Stadium in Orlando. Oh, well, there you go. Yeah. I mean the the Citrus Bowl can never leave just for Spurs joke. Yeah. Can't spell can't spell Citrus without U T. Mm-hmm. All right. So the first game we got here is on the 30th of December, so you got a few a few days for that. But that is the Fiesta Bowl, and this is coming to you, obviously, from University of Phoenix Stadium. This is number 11, Washington, versus number 9, Penn State. Chris. And and, and the whole world is pulling for you, Chris. Yes, we are. Um, and we I appreciate also that. Don't know, we also don't know anything about Washington, because they play... Penn State, really. Besides Penn State. Is he playing? Is Saquon Barkley playing? Yes, he is, as far as I know. Okay. We we really Reason don't know anything about you guys because you guys only play cupcakes and you play after ten thirty PM Eastern Standard Time. So we Except do know for Fresno things. State. We yeah, do know Fresno some State is not a cupcake. Yeah. Um best win on uh, Alabama and your schedule, I'm sure. Yeah, they're a juggernaut. Mm-hmm. Um so both teams have lost their offensive coordinators. That's interesting. Uh Penn State's went to Ole Miss, I think. No, uh, Mississippi State. Mississippi State. Okay, yeah. And then uh, our it, offensive coordinator it, went to Oregon State. The the Penn State OC is the guy that has the picture that he's like, what's up, girl? On his uh, Mississippi State webpage. Oh, yeah. <laughs> find that. Nice. Yeah, yeah, just go to Mississippi State's like University Athletic Department website and you'll see it. What's it, what's the guy's name anyway? He's like Moorhead, Joe Moorhead, something like that. Yeah, yeah. He's at um, Mississippi State. Sorry, I was zoned out for a second. I was reading chat thing. 
Yes, he, he was one of those guys that all the media people like. He came from Ford, Fordham? Fordham? I don't know how to pronounce it. Not familiar with Fordham. I think it's a... Is that a Ivy League school or something like that? I don't know. Something up in no. the Northeast. No, no it's not. Oh, okay. <laughs> this game is basically, I think, can you dub stop Saquon Barkley? And they've got a pretty good defense as far as we know, so... Can you stop Maybe him? they can. can uh, we'll find out. Tune in December 30th. Find out. That's some, that's some great insight. Thanks. Yes. <laughs> I think you can stop him. <laughs> I hope so. Uh, UW's also getting some receivers back, which is nice, because at the end of the Apple Cup, our top four receivers were all out with injury. So that kind of sucks. Um, I don't think there are any significant players that are skipping the game, which is kind of expected because these these are kind of the bowl games where it starts getting important. I guess like these are kind of the the meaningful bowl games. Everything below yeah. this is kind of questionable. Yeah, right. It's it's like you you you've had a, enough time to practice. Like you've had a couple more days of practice than like the other guy. Other guys at other schools. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm thinking it should be a good game. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was game gonna, maybe. Yeah. I was going to ask uh, is it Browning, the quarterback? Yeah. Has he, has he like, I don't know, he was kind of like had some hype last year. Did he, did he live up a little bit this year or, or what? Well, he won the offensive player of the year in the conference last year through like 40 something touchdowns or something. So yeah, he was That's pretty good last year. Um, did not I mean, have the same year statistically this year. Oh. Um, but like I mentioned, he he lost a bunch of receivers to injury. Um, yeah. John Ross is in the NFL now, and he that, was 17, 18 touchdowns last year by himself. So that's kind of tough to lose. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. The O line had some issues early on. Um, but I think he played pretty well, given all of that. He didn't, you know, he's not going to set the world on fire, and he's not Josh Rosen or Sam Darnold or anything, but he's, he, he's a very good college quarterback, so I don't think he was really an issue at all. Yeah. Right. And, uh, and at least you beat, I think, if I remember right, y'all did beat up uh, Washington State pretty good. Yeah, but we always do that, so. Oh. Yeah, so it's just kind of assumed. That yeah, apple yeah trash I mean, we've won the <laughs> We've won the past five by like seventeen or more. I mean, that's what I assumed. I was just asking, just to like if I thought wrong. Yeah. Hmm. Fucking. They, they won the uh, the Northwest Championship this year. And they beat all three of the other Northwest schools. Is that a thing? A Northwest Championship? <laughs> uh, kind of. So when Rick Neuheisel was the coach here. Back oh, in the boy. early 2000s, uh, they got eliminated from like the conference title race, and so he invented the Northwest Championship to like keep the team motivated, and they end up uh, ended up beating all three of those teams. Uh, so, so it's not really a thing, but it's kind of a half joking thing. So it's like Ole Miss at every game this year was their bowl game, I believe. They said. <laughs> <laughs> I guess so. <laughs> nice. Miss Mississippi won the Mississippi Championships. Yeah, Egg Bowl. And maybe I have no idea. I didn't pay attention. Me neither. Um. All right. 
Well, cool. That was a, that was a good update. We, you know, we forget that they play football over there on the West coast and even have a Northwest yeah. championship, um, to, well, to account I'm trying to remember what the game was that knocked them out of the, the pack division. They lost to Stanford on Friday night. That was the uh, uh, the game that got preempted by a truck race yeah. for like a quarter and a half. Yeah, <laughs> truck races are important. I think you are underestimating <laughs> the kind of viewership they bring in. Yeah, I was at a sports uh, bar, thankfully, so they were able to put on like FS2 or whatever godforsaken channel they put the game on. Streaming thing, yeah, yeah, <clears throat> yeah. At least it wasn't CBS Sports Network. Um, Which actually has a bowl game. I think it's like Ari- the Arizona Bowl. They got Aaron Murray working over there. He hasn't graduated to the to the B team on CBS yet. He's on CBS SN. <laughs> I guess they were warming him up there first. Uh, I, he's, he's been practicing on local Atlanta uh, sports radio here recently. Yeah. I know he yeah, was. on 680. He's been on 680 The Fan like several times in the last two months. He and Drew Butler have, the, have a podcast called the Punt and Pass podcast. It's actually pretty decent, but... Um, I think they're I mean, trying to get into media. Both of them were. <clears throat> and what's your, yeah, they are. What's your opinion? Is, is he waiting for like? Um, oh my god, I forget his name. Uh, who's those color commentary in CBS? Uh, are you talking about Gary? Yeah, Gary Danielson. He's just waiting for Gary to die, probably. Oh, <laughs> I think he. I mean, Aaron Murray could have. I mean, obviously, he knows what he's talking about, but I think he's got a while. He needs to. He needs to practice for a while. He's. Uh, <laughs> I mean, say what you will about Gary, but at least he's been doing it a while and kind of has his shtick down. I don't think Aaron really has a style yet. Um. Anyway. Uh, Andy, do you, do, you, yes. do you want to talk about the Orange Bowl? Uh, not really, but we can just cover it real quick. Number six Wisconsin versus number ten Miami. This is on the same day. This is on the 30th, and it's 8 p.m. Eastern time on ESPN. I think it's – I was going to say, look, Miami gets a home game, but they don't really get home games, so. Yeah. <laughs> game still. Is, is this the playoff lit down bowl? Mm. Because, because both of these teams just – I mean, at least Wisconsin kind of showed up for their conference title game. Yeah. You never know what Mark Rick team is going to show up, to be honest. I mean – was that the Richtoning that they already had, or we are we yet to see the full Richtoning yet this year? Wasn't Pitt the Richtoning? <laughs> I mean, yeah, that was bad. Well, if there's one thing I, I learned I, about I Mark Rick is that there's going to be there's going to be many more Richtonings to come. I think the championship game Clemson was just a much better team. I yeah. I, I mean, mean, I don't know if it was like thirty-eight to three or whatever the score, thirty-eight to three, better, but. I guess it depends on how we define a Richtoning, but that was pretty bad with him uh, going chicken shit and kicking a field goal with uh, <laughs> on the goal line, right? Well, it was on the five-yard line. It was like fourth and one from the five, and he kicked a field goal instead of trying to score in the fourth quarter. <laughs> <laughs> Just because wow. he wanted to not get shut out. Um, I mean, that's yeah, chicken shit. But, I mean, we, everyone knew that Miami was kind of playing with house money. I mean, they should have yeah. lost two or three other games, so. You could say they're they're a year early. I'd say we're a year yeah. early too, but we're uh, I don't know. We're Andy the Andy so the secret Andy the secret Miami fan. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, definitely super. Doesn't mean they'll be there next year though. <laughs> yeah. Um, next game is the Outback Bowl. This is Michigan, all the Michigan men taking on South Stick. Carolina. 
This is the game of teams that don't know how to play offense. <laughs> turd of the week. <laughs> definitely turd of the week right here. Um, yeah. Out of these games, it's definitely the turd of the week. Um, I mean, Harbor, Harbor Wunsch and Patterson. <laughs> The most, honestly, the most interesting part of that game is going to watch is going to be watching both of the coaches on the sidelines and how many <laughs> meltdowns they go they go into. Yeah. Oh, gee. I want to see those two guys fight. Is there any way we can get them to fight each other in midfield? That'll be better than the football game. I uh, yeah. I wonder if one of them might get ejected because aren't coaches supposed to be able to be ejected now? If they you can get their mouth. You, you get a sideline. They count it as a personal foul, I think. And if you get two yeah. of them, then potentially, yeah. Yeah, just like a player, I imagine yeah. so. Yeah. Because somebody got one a few days ago in one of the bowl games. I forget who it was. Oh, yeah, I think it was um, – it might have been Kyle Whittingham. And he was he was trying Rejected? to call – he No, no, he was, they called a personal foul on him. And he was like, I'm trying to call a timeout. He ran out there to the official and was like motioning with his hand and they replayed it. <laughs> he was trying to call yeah. a timeout and they called a personal foul on him. For calling a timeout or because he got mad because they didn't see it? No, just I guess for being on the out. field, and he's like, he and they showed uh, him afterwards. He's like, he was making his hand look like the timeout sign. He's like, I was trying to call a timeout, like, and so anyway, it seemed like a pretty bogus call, but whatever. That's the only one I can remember seeing in person this year. Or at least, uh, Debo got one for against South Carolina because he was bitching because their student section was throwing a bunch mm-hmm. of stuff on the field, and he was complaining to the refs, and they. Gave him a personal foul. Why were Oregon fans in the South Carolina student section? <laughs> I said the Clemson game against South Carolina. Yeah, well, he's making a joke about Oregon. That must be like some oh. some kind of West Coast. Uh, oh, maybe they have trashy fans too? It's possible. I don't know. West Coast beef. It's definitely possible. I always, hear, I always thought that that was what uh, Georgia Tech fans said about our fans, but they, I swear. They have no fans, so. You hear all these stories about them coming to uh, somebody coming to Athens 15 years ago, and their cousin's sister got like spit on or something like that. It's always some like third-hand story that they talk about that happened forever ago. Oh, I believe it though. I mean, just from when I was in school, I saw some pretty bad behavior um, well, from us towards other conference fans. Yeah. So, I will say, in the in the case where Dabo got. Uh, the personal foul, you can clearly see stuff being thrown on the field. Like there is yeah. a picture. Oh, I'm sure. He, I'm sure. Hunter Renfro, and there's like a bottle of Coke in the in the still frame, just like right next to him. No, I, I've seen I've seen drunken Georgia frat boys like throw beer at elderly Tennessee fans. I've seen all kinds of dumb shit at Georgia games. So I'll give the Tech fans a pass on that one. Yeah, they're probably right. <laughs> I would. I don't know. Yeah. I guess I, I would say that a lot of this stuff probably happens. Uh, at, uh, we never every had fan base things, has but, their yeah. jackasses. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, some just have more than others. That's all. Sit around a bunch of drunk frat boys at pretty much any of these games. I think that's going to happen. I've heard LSU fans are pretty aggressive like that too. <clears throat> yeah, the, yeah. Uh, the LSU game at Tuscaloosa this year, I I definitely saw four LSU guys get tossed out of the stadium. Yeah. That was just in my little section. Yeah, the LSU fans are strange because that if you're with them at the beginning of the game, like if you're at a tailgate with them, they're the nicest people around. But then once they get a few yeah. drinks in them and the game goes south, boy, they get nasty. I can see yes. That. I can see that. But, um, it's, but, it's, but it is funny watching them get thrown out. That's that's the plus side. 
I was going to say this is a good segue, but uh, that's the game after this. So anyway, let's talk about the Peach Bowl next. This we is, don't uh, have to talk about the Peach Bowl. We don't have to. <laughs> we, we can talk about it um, briefly. Okay, that's Auburn and UCF. Who wants to see UCF win? Uh, I, me. I think it'd be cool. I mean, I, I, I would admit I, I want to see UCF win. Probably I, everyone I, who's I not an Auburn you. fan. Yeah. I'm, uh, yeah. I mean, I don't cheer for anyone. At least conference. half of us. I worry that if UCF wins, then we start hearing, oh, they should have been included in the playoff. I, I, Nothing matters at this point. I don't really care. I wouldn't care or mind. Well, I work with I work with a lot of Auburn grads, um, so I'm pulling hard, hard for a UCF win. Yes. Okay. I know all you guys really hate Auburn. Yeah. Yeah, definitely all UCF guys. all the way. Yeah, I mean, it, oh, yeah. yeah. Half of us have, like, blood, like, hate. And then yeah. I don't know, Clemson guy, Tom, uh, uh, the late guy. we, I feel like we played them too much, but I, I mean, they haven't beaten us in a forever. I think the last time they beat us was with Cam. Cam. I think. Yeah. I, yeah. that was a long time ago. I mean, we, we won like four straight against them now. Why couldn't y'all beat them that year? Uh, <laughs> we could have, we could have, there was a bad call. We could have beat them. You I know, think next like, year. A, like a drop pass or something. They uh, there was like a third and five um, on a pass that we that was incomplete, but they were super offsides and it was not called. This was like yeah. on a ten their ten yard line. Yeah. Um, so that's we would have had a first down like I've... five. So yeah, yeah. Uh, Who would have been? I think that's enough on that game. <clears throat> so this is the bowl you can't pl- spell without uh, UT. This is the Citrus Bowl. Number 14, Notre God Dame, bless. and uh, number 17, LSU. It's on the first at 1 p.m. on ABC. I read that uh, Canada is getting fired after this game. Hey, who? Wait, what? Matt, here, I'll, 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 I'll link. Canada? Matt Canada. Already? I thought he was a genius. Wow. Hold on. Let me let me post this thing in here, show you guys what I'm talking about. Hey, wait, uh, Ed O'Dron wasn't the problem? It's, it's this... Other guy? Uh, what I hear is that he wouldn't let him run his offense the way he wanted to. Or Drawn wouldn't let him. Yeah. Well, so this yeah. it could it could be more of a I'm getting out of here. Yeah, I think. Quit. I mean, it's not saying he's getting fired. Well, yeah, the, the thing that doesn't say he's getting fired. He's just saying that they're parting ways. So maybe it was both of them were like, yeah, it's not going to work out. Hmm. Yeah. Surprise. Maybe, this tweet from? maybe old Coach O hasn't really changed yeah. that much. Yeah, it's been from an hour ago. Yeah. Interesting. Well, that's uh, to... that's really dumb of them, but whatever. Yeah, you you think you'd give them more than a year to try, but whatever. I mean, with I'm the trying... awful year that our offensive coordinator had last year, and seeing what he did this year with just well, I mean, a lot of things changed, but you know, I will say I didn't watch a lot of LSU, but from what I watched, it did not look like the same offense that I saw. Oh no. From Canada was, when he was at Pitt. He it started didn't look to open good. it up some later all, all in the year, I think. I mean, all I saw out of LSU was like shifting tight ends, shifting receivers, shifting, shifting, shifting. Okay, now we're going to play. And they just do that repeatedly. They shift three people at a time every play. Yeah, there's tons of movement. And, um, and then nothing happens. 
Well, there's yeah, there's yeah, so I, I movement, know. and it makes the defense uh, try to have to account for what's going I on. I think you should, yeah. Though I think you should give a coordinator more than a year. But I agree. I think Orgeron's going to crash and burn there anyway, so it doesn't really matter. Yeah. He would have known that hiring a guy with a losing record as a head coach would be a bad idea. True, true. I'm uh, trying to think what his record is at LSU and his one this year, one and a half years. What did he end up with? Like nine, eight or nine wins? And then like six maybe last year? Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it's not good. No. Yeah. Plus losing to Troy. Yeah. So Never, never forget. Let's talk about, the, now we're down to the bowl games, but before we get into that, I wanted to, we're going a little bit deeper into these things this week. So, I enjoy talking about the, the stats to some extent, and we're, I could not, I barely felt like doing it for these four teams that are in the playoffs, I did not feel like doing it right. for more. Um, but, didn't we uh, do this last time? Kind of. This is the... Um, we didn't do S&P. this last year, I don't think. No, I not last year. No, I wanted, I, I wanted to do it this year because I felt like if we're going to talk about this stuff, at least try to be somewhat informed on it. But uh, so we're going to talk about S&P Plus a little bit. So the uh, <laughs> at, least I, at least I was when I was copying and pasting this, this shit in here. So um, the five factors for S&P Plus, which we'll be talking about here in a minute. Number one, if you win the explosiveness battle using PPP, which I think is points per... Play? Possession. Possession, possession probably. Possession yeah. possession, yeah. Points per possession, you win 86% of the time. If you win the efficiency battle using success rate, you win 83% of the time. Number three is if you win the drive finishing battle using points per trip inside the 40, which is what they treat kind of as goal or red zone, is basically in, instead of inside the 20, it's inside the 40 for S&P+. Plus. So if you win the drive finishing battle, you win 75% of the time. And if you win the field position battle using average starting field position, you win 72% of the time. Last one is if you win the turnover battle using turnover margin, you win 73% of the time. All this seems super obvious. If you are better at this thing yes, that will net you more points, you will win more often than not. I just... <laughs> It's scoring just, points. Make it's sure just basically in. putting numbers behind common sense stuff and basically trying to draw um, conclusions on stats. Okay. Basically, is what sure. okay. is what all of this is. So, um, and we'll also talk about ISO PPP, which is um, instead of simply looking at success rate and points per possession, what if we added together success rate and the points per possession for only successful plays? It puts this efficiency first, which isn't a surefire winner but it frames things in an interesting way. How efficient are you? And when you're successful, how successful are you? I'm back in algebra and I'm falling asleep. (laughs) So let's talk about first, the the first game in the playoffs is the Rose bowl, which is number two, Oklahoma versus number three, Georgia on the first at 5 PM Eastern time on ESPN from Pasadena. Um, The first Preview here, I guess, is uh, is Georgia the um, the opposing? I don't know how to read this. The opponent S and P rank is uh, is eight. Georgia has a fifty five percent win probability according to S and P plus. The projected margin is two point two points. They project thirty four point two to thirty two win. So thirty four to thirty two. Um, so let's talk about efficiency. 
so these are, I think, honestly, I think these are a lot more useful if you just compare and contrast. So if we talk about efficiency, the two teams are um, obviously Oklahoma has the best offense in the country. They're number one in pretty much every offensive category, except for field position, which is interesting. They're really shitty at that. Um, Because their defense sucks. Yeah. Yeah, the defense. Defense does suck. So the efficiency, um, Georgia's at 13th in the country. We won't talk about the percentages here, I guess. Oklahoma's number one in efficiency um, offensively. And in uh, on defense, defensive efficiency, Georgia is number 10. And Oklahoma's number 58. Obviously a pretty big uh, difference there. Uh, explosiveness or ISO PPP, Georgia is 14. And Oklahoma is... And this is on offense. Oklahoma's number one in defense. The big difference is here. Um, Defense is number five for Georgia and number 108 for Oklahoma. So they're really shitty at explosive plays on defense. And we're really good at explosive plays on defense. So draw your conclusions on that, I suppose. I don't know. We'll see. This is more of like where we're going to – and we can talk about stats and all this, but – I guess at the end of the day, you kind of wonder how a really good offense, I don't think anybody's doubting what Baker Mayfield can do, but you wonder how a really good offense is going to do against a really good defense. And we'll see. <laughs> we'll see how it goes. But statistically, um, you would think that Georgia only thing would have I would a big is, advantage on that. But. The only thing I would add is all that on top of, hopefully for Georgia's sake, a slow, methodical run right. ball offense. Right, and then, that's that's the only way they have a chance. Yeah, yeah. They, I, they don't seem to have much of a. Um, I don't know. We'll see about their defense, and then a lot of people are like, "Well, their defense isn't isn't super bad when you take into account they're going up against ridiculous offenses every week." Like, okay, yeah, sure. I mean, that, that's obviously part of that. Are they really that ridiculous, though? I mean, I don't know. Some of no, them I, are. Some of them are. I was. I don't Some know if any of this is. I don't know if any of this is true or not. No, um, but I was I was reading a, an article that was saying that they play a lot of um, a lot of man in that conference, and Baker Mayfield does a lot of damage against uh, man coverage, which you know Georgia doesn't play him play man defense really. We play that umbrella zone. Um, so I'm kind of curious as to how how well Mayfield does against that. Yeah, they do a lot of pattern matching, of course, with it being a. a Saban, Belichick brand of defense. So, um, yeah, a lot of zone. I mean, there is going to be some some man in there, but, yeah, you're right. They're going to um, – You can yeah, figure just know. by p- pattern and all that. Yeah, his off- their offense might not be, like, as good as it has been, but they're still going to probably score, like, over 20. Oh, I would think so, yeah. You just have to, like – Hope Georgia can slow them down enough to get to twenty, or have enough offense to actually score twenty. I think we scored. We beat conference opponents forty-two by an average score forty-two to twelve. So yeah, but I mean SEC East. Yeah, yeah. There, there are a lot of SEC East teams in there. Um, I mean, we played. I guess Auburn and Mississippi State from the West and had mixed results against Auburn. And the first game was not great. The second game was obviously a lot more. Better. A lot more to yeah. our liking. Um, anyway, so field position, um, 
We are pretty good in uh, 26th in the country in offense and 20, 25th in the country in defense. They are number 114 in the country on offense and number 49 on defense. So field position is going to be pretty uh, pretty key, I would think, um, if those trends hold that that seems to be good for us. Um, uh, this is another thing where the I think that it, um, these stats probably benefit us as well. So in finishing drives, this is points per trip inside the 40. Uh, we're number seven in the country. They are number nine on offense and on defense. We are number 26 in the country, giving up 3.91 yards per possession. And they are number 88 in the country, giving up 4.64 yards per possession for uh, defense. So Points it, per possession. Yeah, I can't remember what I said. Points per possession, that's right. Um, and tur- turnover margin, um, I feel like we're pretty similar. And that, yeah, I think that's pretty much a wash. That's not even really worth talking about. Anyway, that all adds up to 2.2 uh, points difference according to S&P Plus, which I think that the line opened um, Oklahoma one and a half, and now it's at two for Georgia. So S&P Plus seems right in there. I don't really have anything else to say about that. I figured I would just kind of go pretty stats focused. And yeah, that is what it is. The way I the way I think it's gonna work, uh, or how what's gonna happen, is that you know in Oklahoma they don't they don't do a very good job of stopping people on defense. But I, I you know we hear over and over well Georgia needs to control you know run ground control control the clock. I don't think that's going to work out that way. I think I think we'll go to the ground game and we'll score quick because their defense is trash, and uh, that puts Baker Mayfield right back on the field. And their offense is very good is very conducive you know for come behind. For fast you know, for, pace and all yeah, yeah, for coming from behind. So I, I think we're I think we're in for a fairly high scoring game, and it's not going to look like a high scoring game when you're watching it because there's going to be a lot of defensive plays being made. But I, I just think that just the nature of how bad their defense is and how good their offense is, they're they're going to get a lot of chances to score points. Here's a quick and easy life hack fix: just have Sony Michelle and Nick Chubb like just fall down at the twenty. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that that's a that's at least five or six more plays. Yeah, I um I think it's gonna be interesting. It's gonna be an interesting game. I don't know if we're are we gonna be doing picks this week. Do you guys feel like doing that for? Not really. Okay, mm-hmm. good. Um, the coin wants to though. So. <laughs> the coin does. Yeah, that's crazy. The coin, coin has been spent. Maybe the coin has been spent. Yeah, hopefully, <laughs> hopefully so. No. Um, so let's jump into the, uh, Amazon doesn't take coins. Yeah. Amazon takes credit cards. Let's talk about the next game. This is the, uh, sugar bowl with, uh, number one Clemson, number four, Bama. Alabama will not win because it's the sugar bowl. Clemson will not win because they're playing Alabama. Uh, Yeah. Then one of these things is not true, but I will say that Alabama. That's how it worked last year. Alabama is. I'm just gonna go and call it now. It's Andrews Lockhart Cole pick of the week. I don't know if that works right. If I can call that for him, but I feel is like that what he said? Did he tell you that, no, or are you just? I just. I just <laughs> that's what I'm I'm just trying to jinx Bob Alabama. So. Oh, okay. Well, he was doing all right on the picks. Uh, I think he only lost a couple. I thought, weeks, but, yeah. I thought he won. 
the pick'em? Yeah, he won the he won the pick'em this year. By the way, all that rambling on of stats and all that, you didn't even get into turnover luck and and explaining that. I couldn't I couldn't tell you that. Oh man. Could you Oh one could more thing on that game actually. Okay. Is Eason transferring? Yes, and he's transferring to Washington, so get ready. <laughs> yeah, they've been talking about it a lot here. So. He hasn't. He hasn't officially said he's been like. You know what? He's he's like. Uh, he's like. He's basically said it was. It was. It's unfortunate what happened. He's like, but I fully support uh, from. He's like, I'm happy that the you know the that the team's done as well as it has. And he's like, I'm trying to prepare as if, you know, I could go in at any time, blah, blah, blah. He's, he's like, I haven't thought about, you know, I'm just thinking he's about he's the, going. the rest of the season. Yeah, yeah he's going. No, he's definitely going. He knows already. What if Fromm gets hurt on the first play of the game and Eason leads them to the national championship? Does he still <laughs> he, transfer? He still goes. He still think, goes because that kid, he's got, he, he's, 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 had his, he's had the NFL in his head for probably ever since he was 13, 14 years old. He's basically lost two years, and he's got two years left. So he cannot afford to lose any more time. Yeah, because if he stays after, say, doing this, he's still going to have to sit there and think about, am I going to, like, hold on to my job for a year? Or do I have to worry about this guy? I've seen some people – well, not people. I've – I saw somebody theorize that he would – that he could transfer to Eastern Washington because he wouldn't have to sit out a year. And he could potentially get drafted even straight from there. Yeah, that's a good program at that level yeah. too. Yeah. It is. They beat a lot of Pac twelve teams. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah. He doesn't he doesn't necessarily need to go somewhere that plays, you know, division one heavyweights. He needs to go no. somewhere with a good quarterback coach. He needs to go uh-huh. somewhere he can play this year and start. That too. I mean that helps. So yeah. that's well, he's really more concerned with his own development than he is actually winning football games, I think. So yeah. well he needs to play. That's the thing. He's not gonna get any better yeah. riding the bench somewhere and he's gonna right. have to ride the bench if he transfers to Washington next year. And that's most quarterbacks really. If they're if they lose their starting job, they're <laughs> probably transferring. Yeah, but Easton still can use his redshirt year though, so he'll still have two years of eligibility after he transfers to Washington. So he's still yeah. got two years. Yeah, that's so. true. Yeah. I feel yeah. like he Yeah, that'll be interesting. I, I don't feel like he wants to play. I don't feel like he wants to be a fifth year senior, but we'll see. He no, may need definitely that. not. Uh, I know he can't transfer to, he, he won't transfer to Notre Dame because we played them in 2019 and Kirby won't, he won't allow no, that. No, Kirby's not going to let him go anywhere that either that we play them or anywhere else like Miami. He's not like, there's, there's no way he would let him go to Miami. <laughs> All right. So, uh, yeah, I think that he's gone, though. All right, Sugar Bowl. This is 8.45 on, uh, what did I say, ABC? Yeah. Yes. Oh, wait, ESPN. 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 Uh, whatever. Yeah, whatever. Same thing. Uh, on Marvel Television. Mike or Tom, do you guys want to try to run through this, or you want me to try to ramble through these things? Ramble through, man. I'm, I'm interested. I... I... I like it. I it's like interesting. Well, the stats are interesting. I think for for all these teams, it's. I I thought S and P generally was adjusted for. Uh, opponents, like who you play, but how does like average field position get adjusted for who you play? You know what I'm saying? I like know. I don't see how that would be adjusted. Can you click on that? Does it take you to like a game by game breakdown? Um. No, it just tells no, you. No, but what I'm saying is, you know, like S and P. I thought in general S and P gets adjusted based on who you play, like your S and P rank. 
They do say that in here that average starting field position, if you click on it, it says unadjusted and FP plus is adjusted. Huh. So this is just average FP. Okay. I was just curious. So this is not adjusted. Okay. Maybe I mean, there's a separate I'm... thing with, maybe there's a separate part with adjusted. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I'm just, I'm looking at that. And I'm assuming like Clemson's what, offense is what 31.3 yard line. Which is like ranked twenty fifth, and mm-hmm. Alabama's is ranked fifth, right? But only thirty three point eight. So those two what, yards are, are huge. Two, two <laughs> yards is like twenty spots on the ranking list. Is well, look at look at Oklahoma. Oklahoma starts on the what the twenty twenty seven, and they're one hundred fourteenth. So I mean, it's all within like five yards, I think. Anyway, yeah. yeah. I mean that that is pretty huge over the course of a season, obviously, which is what the what the point of uh, of those numbers. Oh, yeah, I mean, I guess we might as well just jump into it. Okay, so Clemson first. They're, um, I still don't really know oh, how to read this. Opponent. All I'm saying, hey, who's um before I, who's S and P number one? Obviously, they're not in the playoffs. Probably Ohio I State. I think it's Ohio State. <laughs> Man, does anyone think that Ohio State would have like competed with any of these teams? I S&P I don't think that it's very flawed this year. Talking about that it's just it's strictly talking about stats and basically Ohio State beats the crap out of shitty teams. It and is Ohio State. I get what you're saying, but I thought that in general S P was a pretty good indicator of team strength, but maybe I don't know. I guess it I oh, guess even it can't account for a loss to Iowa. I mean all knows it's like I'm seeing But even if they beat second. Iowa, do you guys really think that they were one of the four I mean, I was hoping they would have made the playoffs just because I thought it was going to be an easy win, but I don't think they're one of the four best teams in the country. No, I don't think even so. If they, no. Even if they beat Iowa, I wouldn't have felt that way. No, I, I don't know what to I don't know what to say for that. Uh, the <sighs> analytics just love Ohio State every year, and they love Alabama too. Um, we'll see kind of about, about the same reason. So. Because like I see, I see yeah. number two, but like that Auburn game shattered <laughs> to the point that I don't, I don't really feel very comfortable with their offense. I was going to ask that question um, you of, of you Alabama fans because like all the Alabama fans like that I work with I work with a lot of Alabama grads and the feeling amongst them I get is just really they're really pessimistic and they don't like they're just really down on their chances of, of winning the national championship because of the way they finished the season and and yeah it's like one game or or maybe like a game and a half I guess if you want to count Mississippi State but. Uh, yeah, it's Alabama it's, beat a lot of bad teams by a lot of points, and then yeah, like Ohio State. Like, yeah, and then when they exactly. played good competition, they had issues. Yeah, they kind of played down to them a little bit, and I think uh, the the year that Jalen Hurts had, you know, I think they everybody expected more, and I think that's also kind of contributed yeah. to the Bama like Bama fans just being yeah. completely pessimistic. Like this, they don't seem like Bama fans; they seem like Georgia fans all of a sudden. <laughs> yeah, free to a. Roll, like, roll reversal. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, a little bit. Like, yeah, Jalen, I mean, he did have, like, a lot of time on the bench, like, on those blowout games where, like, 2 would come in for a half. So stats, you know, never really matched, like, last year or in most cases. Um, but then it's just kind of like last year where he, he definitely dwindles towards the end of the year. Yeah, his like, uh, I don't know his passing numbers. If you saw those breakdowns by like, was it 
Who was the? It's not pro football focus. It's the other. It's the other one. They college football film room. Yeah, it's that one where they do the breakdown by like areas yeah. of the field and I mean, yardage, and yeah, Jalen Hurts is not not a great passing quarterback. Yeah, I mean, he, strange enough, it's he's, it's a better color chart than last year's, but I mean, it's it's not a great one. No, no, it's not great. The scary thing is if you watch like his his number one receiver by far is uh, Calvin Ridley, and then like yeah. second leading receiver is like Scarborough or something. Yeah. Like he yeah. doesn't right look to anyone else. Yeah, I mean, he doesn't really complete passes that that it, much. Like, <laughs> like, uh, like maybe sixty percent, fifty, and, and, fifty to sixty range, I think, somewhere. Yeah, and it would see. Here's the one thing that I, I, no one really seems to remember. Like last year with Lane Kiffin, I mean, the joke was that like half of his passes were behind the line of scrimmage. There was those little tap passes, the little sh- what, shuttle screen type things. Yeah. passes, and I don't yeah. think he ran a single one of those this year. Yeah. I mean, imagine if he had, instead of throwing like twenty passes out of bounds, he he just run twenty of those plays. It would have been better. Would you have felt more confident with him? Maybe a little bit, because you could get Alabama has enough like speed on receivers and running backs that you could get some production out of those plays. Yeah, whereas. Throwing out of bounds maybe saves a sack if he unless he just runs out of bounds instead of throwing out of bounds. That was that's the other thing, uh, like specifically against Auburn where he's running to the sideline looking for a receiver and he just runs out of bounds ten yards yeah. behind the line of scrum. Yeah, doesn't yeah. think to throw it out of bounds. It's those things on top of just like maybe not hitting accurate passes. It kind of brings out the pessimism. And also not running the ball like sixty percent of the time. Wow, sorry, I was just or, so many stats. Or like not running the running backs more, and and, and kind of like Ohio State and JT Barrett. Like you have these running backs, but let's run on the quarterback seventeen times. Right. Kind of sounds like Ohio State again. Yeah. Yeah. You you could break it out to be they're very similar and just like I don't know strengths and weaknesses and yeah idiotic choices. Perfect. Um. Well, it, which means we, that we you know Alabama that. win against Clemson and beats whoever is in the other game and and I'll probably have a different attitude then. But yeah, we'll we'll come back to that. I want to hear what you. What you have to say about who you think the quarterback should be in the future before these bowl games, and then maybe we'll get your take after the bowl games. I already already like called for two of it. Don't yeah. know if he will. Back to the future. Yeah, I would like for it because I watched, I rewatched like every snap of his on like a YouTube, and it was. <laughs> do you want him? Do you want him in now? Or are you are you saying next year you'd like him to start? Well, I mean, yeah, next year I'd like him to start, and I'd like to see like. Some definitely, definite playing time in this yeah. playoffs. I like to see something like strange. I mean, no one really wants to do two quarterbacks on the field at the same time, but something mm-hmm. weird like that. Would... I mean, you could do that and then have Hurts be lineup, then move and lineup as like running back or something. I mean, you could do something. I don't. Yeah, know. you could do the Chris I mean, League Tebow thing. Yeah, I mean, like it was a play earlier in the year, uh, but it wasn't like Hurts. It was uh, Josh Jacobs, a running back. 
where they, you know, Josh Jacobs is kind of doing one of those, it's kind of like a wheel route behind the line of scrimmage. And so he's like a long option play with Tua. And Tua like throws it behind backwards, about 15 yards to Jacobs, like right right in stride. And it was a good game. Things like that that we just don't have. Yeah. Interesting. All right. Just something different. <clears throat> well, well, I guess we'll see what happens. Um, so let's look at the um, Clemson. Uh, S&P Plus does not really like them too much. The, uh, no. Yeah, the win probability is 42% for them to project it as a loss. 40, 40, 42% is a little lower. I mean, maybe... Maybe just not having Deshaun Watson is a big deal. I think a lot of Clemson's numbers are weird. Um, Clemson did a lot of yeah. We'll, we'll get to those weird, weird things um, early and and on defense. We just and I, and I mean we we generally talk during football games during you know over the course of the year while they're happening. And I, I mean I'm sure you guys remember me complaining because Dabo would just do mass subs in crucial points of the game, like before blowout time even happens, and. Um, it would drive me crazy, but I mean, his big thing was he wanted to get people, uh, younger people, experience in right. actual important game game situations, and so I think that negatively affected uh, their S and P numbers because obviously, if you have a bunch of scrubs in there doing stupid things, then uh, your, your rates are going to go down. But is what it is. Yeah. Well, I mean, as a counterpoint to that, Alabama in those. Blo- would have like second and third strings in half the time. So. Yeah, but S and P uh, ignores stuff that happens in blowout time. So that's what I'm saying. Oh, like Clemson did it in non-blowout time, so that affects their numbers. Hmm. At least, at least we think it happened. Yes. I mean, doesn't it? I thought S and P stops. No, not, not that. I'm saying I, I didn't watch a lot of Clemson, so I. Uh, oh, I can tell mean, you because it would drive me crazy. I'm like, why is. Why do we have four backup offensive linemen in? The game is like ten to seven right now, and stuff like that. Okay, yeah, that 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 would be weird. <clears throat> so the um, going back to the to the numbers here, the projected uh, margin of loss is uh, three point six. The projected score is Alabama twenty five point seven to Clemson twenty two point one. So the what's the uh, what's the what's the projected score? What What's the point it, spread? Point spread. I'm sorry. Oh, the point spread. Uh, I think it's at one and a half. I don't know if it's. It started at one and a half. Hmm. Alabama. I don't know if it moved. College football spreads. Let's see, one second. Though I am shocked they are thinking Alabama is going to score 25 points. I'm not saying Clemson's going to win, but or almost 26 points for Alabama seems like a lot. Looks like um, Bama by three. 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 Yeah, yeah, I just saw on ESPN. Like ESPN's matchup predictors, like fifty-eight percent win for Alabama, forty-two for Clemson. Does that match up with? Yeah, it's exactly. It's exactly right. Okay. Yeah. yeah, so the FPI or whatever is pretty close to S and P plus. Um, oh, oh, over under is forty-seven. That's that's a point more or less what they've got. So let's talk about the efficiency on offense and defense. So Clemson is fourteenth uh, on offense, and Bama is number nine. The defense, uh, Clemson's a bit better. They're ranked number four, and Alabama's ranked number nine on efficiency. You see this? Like Clemson is uh, forty-seven point one, and Alabama's forty-seven point four, and that's a 
that 0.3% is uh, five ranks. Yep. <laughs> Crazy. Um, now this one, you guys are apparently not good at all in explosiveness no, or ice. We don't, we're not an explosive team. It's basically grinded out down the field. They don't, yeah. doesn't really do big plays this year. You guys are 119th in the country on offense. Hmm. And they are, Alabama is number first. Wait, what is it? 21st. Is it like cut off. Yeah, 21st. How's that, number, how's that number calculated? I think he talks about the, um, that's what I was talking about. ISO PPP is combining success rate and points per possession. That's what I was talking about in the little intro thing. I'm yeah, still getting how, this, is what this, is, this allows us to look at offensive two steps, how consistently successful you, you were and when you were successful, how potent were you? Yeah. Hmm. Okay. It's interesting. All of these things are, are just interesting. It's just information really. I mean, yeah. Um, so anyway, it, it's better than us just rambling on and talking about like a bunch of hot takes like, well, you know, so-and-so has got a great offense and so-and-so has got a good defense. Which one's better? You know, right. You can look at numbers. Um. Anyway, so okay, so yeah, Auburn this, or Alabama is twenty. This, what do we say? Twenty first. Twenty first. Let's get a quick scoring update. Okay. The game picture happening. It's almost halftime. Uh, Purdue's twenty eight over over Arizona's fourteen, which I apparently they might have had a fake. Was it a fake? It was a fake kneel down. It was brilliant. What? Yeah, so yeah. the two guys up right next to the quarterback in case he fumbles or whatever, and one of them was like squatting down behind the line. And so the quarterback took the snap, handed it off to the guy who was hiding behind the line and like ran out to his right, like he was doing a rollout or something. And then the, the running back that had the ball ran off to the left, got like that's, 20-something yards. That's an old Auburn player right there. They, if they have like a tiny, tiny dude that's like 5'6 and hides behind the line, that's pretty cool. Yeah, they got like uh, what, 20 yards or so out of it. Um, they did that with 40 seconds left in the half, and they're down on the uh, – well, they're in the red zone now, and they've got 13 seconds left. It says on the 13-yard line, so they can kick a field goal to get it 31-14, if not score a touchdown. Uh, and the other game is Texas-Mizzou. Texas 14, Mizzou 7, uh, like nine minutes left in the half. Nice. Thanks for the update. I only did that because I got to break up these ISO PPPPPPP numbers. Right. Um, okay. Yeah, nice. At least they're not doing the BYU. We're going to do a fake punt from our own uh, end zone. Oh, SB Nation had a little article on that. Like they, yeah. like they went back and found like three or four other Similar ideas, and, and and guess what? They they don't work. Having fake punts from your own end zone. I remember Mark Rick. Do you remember this, Andy? Mark Rick did that one year in the early two thousands from like the thirty <laughs> from like our own thirty yard line. Seems like some crazy shit he'd do like once a year. Um, that sounds mm. about right. Kind of like when he uh, I remember when he decided to play our third string. Faton Bata. Faton Bata. Yeah, play our third string. Uh, quarterback um against florida against florida oh. yeah and that was pretty much what got his ass fired that last year <laughs> you know looking back on that like i, I think he did that on purpose 
You think he was just like, yeah, put me out of my misery. I'm just gonna start this. Thing I think so I because I mean, what here. I mean, what other possible motivation could you have for starting a third string quarterback who barely has played at all his entire time at school, other than just fuck it? I think he just didn't have anything left, so he was just like, I'm just gonna do something crazy and maybe it works. Like I think that was when he was just grasping at straws. He had no idea what to do anymore. But anyway. Um, explosiveness on uh, defense. Uh, Clemson is much better. They're ranked number four. Obviously, <laughs> Clemson's got a great defense. Everybody knows that. Um, but uh, Alabama's is number eight. So, and you've got what point? You've got two hundreds uh, separating them. So, um, yeah, they're both very good at that. Field position. Um, Clemson's number 25 in the country on offense and 10th in the country on defense. And Alabama is a bit better in this, uh, number five in the country on offense and number two in the country on defense. Hmm. Finishing drives. This is a weird stat. Very similar for both teams. Yeah, they're pretty close. I'm, Which I'm is like, impressed. I'm amazed Alabama is this high because all I can remember is just like not finishing drives. You guys are. Both twenty third, I guess. Twenty third and Clemson is twenty fifth. You guys are. I don't know if I'd say significantly is the word, but quite a bit worse. Well, substantially worse than Oklahoma and Georgia in this category, where we're we're seven. And I would argue nine. that we probably played way better defenses than you guys played. Maybe, maybe, definitely than what they played. Um. Anyway, so you guys are Clemson's 25 on offense mm-hmm. and Alabama's 23. And on defense, they are number 12, Clemson is, and Alabama's number six. Six. Yep. Which is uh, pretty significantly better than Georgia and Oklahoma. Yeah. And um, on defense, yeah. Yeah. Like Oklahoma's 88th and Georgia is 26th. So, yeah, yeah, it's two sides of that coin. Yeah. And this, I'm looking at different stats because this all looks like shit. Hey, man, did my best with that I could with the formatting. Um, <laughs> that's all that I've got on the numbers for the two. So S&P Plus projects, projects a Georgia win by two-ish and a Bama win by four. We're not going to do picks. Is that right? And if you really what? want to, then you are more than free to. Well, I know you're not going to pick Clemson. I wasn't going to pick Clemson anyway. Yeah, I know. Um, I mean, even if I didn't do my, if I didn't have my weird thing, I would. Oh yeah. I don't know if I would pick anybody. I would just abstain. I'd play the fifth. Yeah, there's there's absolutely no chance that Alabama loses this game. I think <laughs> lock of the, the thing that what I would say is I think the winner of the Sugar Bowl. Will national championship i don't think the other really i I don't i don't think i I mean oklahoma doesn't really scare me and it's just been it's it's really tough i mean i think alabama realized this last year it's really tough for a true freshman quarterback to to lead their team to a national championship so i just don't yeah i mean anything's possible right it's just been it's just really hard especially with as good as defenses as alabama and clemson have um, they're going to force if Georgia beat Oklahoma, which I think they probably will. Uh, whoever wins the Super Bowl is going to force 
Jake from to win with his arm. Um, yeah, he's not mobile, so we're not. I mean, uh, not. Uh, I mean, he's not. He's. I mean, he can move, but he's not like uh, a dual threat. So I think that they're going to force him to win with his arm, and I don't know if. I mean, I um, that. that is definitely the. I'm not going to say that that's the the hot take on concerning Jake Fromm, but people have been saying that about him all year. So right, but I, I think in the game um, mm-hmm. that uh, Auburn won, that's what they did, and it it worked. Um, it didn't work so well in the SEC championship game, probably because Auburn couldn't generate any points. But yeah. um, I mean, it worked for what three quarters in the SEC championship game anyway. So. Um, it. I mean, I'm, I'm just saying. I think that I'm not saying he can never. I'm not saying he can't do it this year. I just think that a more seasoned quarterback could handle that better. And I think that throwing a true freshman into that situation, um, yeah, I'm just saying, will be uh, very difficult. Not impossible, but I think it's difficult. And, and I don't think he's going to get very much experience dealing with that against Oklahoma. So. I don't know. I, I I think the the freshman quarterback thing at this point of the year is pretty much like a moot point because it's... it would be if he played difficult teams throughout the year. You played in probably the easiest division in. That's I mean yeah you're right that's that's true. Um and the coaches you know he does have two great running backs and a really good offensive line in front of him so he hasn't had to right sort of throw the ball like forty times a game. But I think the I think the experience like the the like the like the uh, the big game um. You know the big game of being overwhelmed by the big game. Like I don't think those are really at this point in the season, at the end of the year. Like none of these guys are really freshmen anymore because um, they've got twelve games under their belt. Uh, so yeah, like I'm not sure that's uh, that. It's not the twelve games. It's all the off seasons. It's the you know a, a true freshman quarterback is going to be different than a quarterback that's been in the system for however many years, right? I mean, do you think the whole uh, offensive uh, uh, playbook is in play for him? I mean, it might be. I don't know, but when you don't have that many hours a week to work with them uh, per rules and he's, this is his first year. I mean, I, I don't know. I think, yeah. I mean, I think at this point he's pretty much got uh, probably at least 85% of the playbook, but really what it boils down to is if, you know, in order for Alabama or whoever wins uh, that, you know, assuming Georgia is in a national championship game, um, what it boils down to is that they've got to stop Sonny Michelle and Nick Chubb before they can, in order to put that pressure on Jake from, and I'm not sure. sure that anybody can do that. You know, I'm, I'm not trying to be a Homer or anything, it's, but uh, like, I, I see that Oklahoma, I see that, I see that Alabama, Georgia game, a potential Alabama, Georgia game um, being uncharacter, uncharacteristically high scoring. Um, so, because I don't know, I don't know that Bama can stop Georgia and I'm not really sure that we can stop somebody like Bama. So. See, I, th- I always found that like Georgia to stop Georgia's offense is something similar to what you have to do to stop Auburn's offense, which you know Alabama and Georgia didn't do first time or Georgia. It's like I believe if you play Georgia like straight up cover uh, man, you know bump and run, run blitz. It kind of like it kind of solves a lot of issues. At that point, you have to like hope that from doesn't have a really good game. You you basically put the game on. You let him. You let him try to beat you, and if he does, then that's fine. You can deal with that. You yeah. You just don't let Michelle and Chubb beat you, and I, I think that's well, what. Yeah, I think that's either what do. and and right. And but I, a lot of people don't have the. Uh, I mean, I personnel on defense to do that. Yeah, I wouldn't have like my defensive backs like eight yards off the the line of scrimmage like, like I know Alabama did against Auburn. 
I mean, I would put eight man in the box, single high safety, and see what yeah. happens. Yeah. You, that's, you, that's every you, game you, so far this season for us. Yeah. yeah. yeah right, but much. you played, what, a bunch of Garbo defenses. You yeah. have no idea what a oh, yeah. would do with that. I mean, we've played, we've played a few good ones, but, I mean. And you lost one of them. Really, really badly. We lost. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we played. I mean, I Notre mean, Dame you, statistically you, has a pretty good defense. I, I, okay, and you still only put 19 points upon them. Is 19 points going to make you, or 20 points, is 20 points going to make you feel good against Clemson or Alabama? No, I mean, nope. but it was, his, it was his first game he was starting on the road. Right, as a true freshman. Okay. So I mean, I don't know. I think he's. I think he's just, grown. If you watch Jake Fromm in that game versus like later in the season, I think it's it's a pretty big difference. I'm just saying, Georgia's defense. Y'all change what you did between Auburn one and Auburn two. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Well, I mean, and a lot of that was they made sure you guys injured what's his face. So that's what made things a lot easier for them. A lot of that was home field. I mean, they were that. That was just a that was one of those environments that night that I think that pretty much if if Auburn played anybody that night, I think they would have won. Was it was a no situation. no? They do that every game. It happened the next week or two weeks after. But I mean, they play, look great at off. home. They they look great at home, and they do not you uh, play like off most the ball. Teams, most teams they do not do well away from home. Auburn's quarterback, kind of like Fromm, you know, can hit those eight-yard passes real easy yeah. if you let them. And uh, if you like covering that way, you know, and don't cover the quarterback, he'll run. And I'm did Fromm does Fromm like run yeah, the ball? Yeah, he, he can scramble. Yeah, he can, yeah. From, he can run. So I mean, he's not Michael Vick, like hurts, but he can he's, run. Basically, he's, he's run a few. Uh, I, he's run a few uh, zone things this year where he's run for touchdowns. Yeah, so, I mean, like so, zone keep. Uh, just some osmosis and like looking at stats and the limited play I saw of Fromm and Stidham are, are very very similar. Uh, Stidham like, has a Stidham has a bit better um, long range. Well, I don't know. I think Stidham no, I think he does. Good. I think Stidham has got the better arm than yeah, Fromm. I think he has a better. Arm I would. I would. I mean, I don't know. I would think. I don't think athletic, really but I don't know. Deep. I think Stidham like he hit those you no know, underneath stuff all game long, at least against Alabama. I would rather have Fromm from a like pocket maneuverability perspective, but I would rather have Stidham for the arm. Anyway, we're getting pretty far down the weeds, but if I was going to yeah. talk about true freshman quarterbacks, like if I were to compare um, Jalen Hurts from last year versus Jake Fromm this year, I'm taking Jake Fromm every time. Every time. I might actually take Jake Fromm this year over yeah. Jalen Hurts this year. I don't know if I mean, I'm crazy I would for almost say that Jalen Hurts has regressed, though. Yeah. But, sure. No, I think that's fair. Yeah, I mean, I I'm just I saying as a quarterback, if you told me straight up, Jake Fromm or Jalen Hurts, <laughs> I'm taking Jake Fromm every time. And I'm not saying that that necessarily means that we would be better, you know, with, with our true freshman quarterback. I'm just saying that I feel I mean, more comfortable I with say, him. As I got to say, though, man, as little as you guys, I mean, you guys passed on, but, man, if you guys had a, a true, like, dual threat, like Hurts back there and you're running the read option with him, man, that, with, with those backs that you have, that'd be like a nightmare. <laughs> That'd be crazy if we had a if we had a dual a dual threat quarterback coming in next year that could do that. Yeah, but he's I mean he's not gonna take Frum's uh yeah, Frum's spot. So he's, he's probably gonna, not gonna, he's he's gonna, not gonna play for two years three years at least. He has to have, we'll see. Yeah, he's gonna have Fromm like run out of bounds and accidentally like tear his yeah. knee up. Yeah, get a late hit oh, I don't, and up stayed out of bounds. I don't think he's gonna play Georgia at all. Um I think you know, he like again, all these five star top of the, you know, number one, number two recruits, these guys are all thinking I'm going to the NFL and 
he's going to redshirt that first year. He's going to realize really quick he's not taking a job away from a from a junior, uh, especially one as talented as Fromm, who's also a five star quarterback. I think at that point he's going to he's going to say, you know what, I'm going to go somewhere where I can play because I got to well, get the, I got to get the lead. The way he looks, he can look at it like Fromm will probably leave after his junior year unless something happens. He whatever he, he kind of plateaus and whatever and, and so then he's yeah. thinking i could start my redshirt you know sophomore year i mean has from shown anything that he would leave early to the nfl well i mean he's he's only a freshman so he probably hasn't really thought about that sort of thing but what i can't what i what i've seen to me is that from looks kind of like i don't know that from is going to be much of an nfl prospect at least measurable wise um because to me he looks kind of like he doesn't really look like Aaron Murray to me. He looks more like David Green to me. And, you know, yeah. really, really great college I quarterback. Do. But, you know, not somebody who can who can make who, not, he's, no, not, he's not making any scouts drool. Um he may okay. he may get to the NFL, but he's definitely not gonna be in that I don't think in the position where he's he's gonna be, oh, I, I wanna leave early uh, no for Josh the NFL. Allen or Sam Darnold. No. Anyway, um I, I feel like um We'll see what happens with Justin Fields. I know there's a lot of people talking about like he's they're like he's the best quarterback we've seen come out of the state of Georgia since Deshaun Watson. And there's a lot of comparisons being made with his skill set with Deshaun Watson. And they're saying like he is too good to keep from starting and we'll see where that goes. But the kid I mean, he already said he'll take a he doesn't mind taking a red shirt year. We'll see what happens, but the kid is so ridiculously talented. I I mean, as good as from is. It's game, hard though if know. you have a, a man. It's hard to take someone's job unless they get injured. And from could get injured, and then that that opens the door, just like what happened with Eason. But um, I don't even think he's going to get redshirted because I think that Eason's going to transfer, and I think that they're going to have to get Fields some mop up time to get him ready in case he has to play. That's Maybe. Um, and I think that'll be enough to keep him around, at least for at least till the next year. And we'll see what happens then. We'll see what he, if he's um, a true sophomore versus a true junior that that year with Fromm. See what happens then. Uh, but yeah, when, whenever you get these top five star guys, I mean, if they don't play soon enough, yeah, they're gonna leave. And then you get another five star guy, and you you play play this game again. Whoa, what is? Don't going believe on in. There? Don't believe in any five stars. Try Mike. Hey, do you talk? Yeah. All right. Um. That that's all we got for the stats wise for these games. Let's see if we got some questions. Um, I know there was a question here for Andrew Bucknackis. We do not have him on the uh, thing, so we're just going to put Here's a Here's an update on Andrew Bucknackis. Yes. For Which, by the way, I guess we aren't going to talk about the Rose Bowl. I thought we did. Georgia and Oklahoma? We talked about it first. Cotton Bowl. No, I mean, oh, he means the, Cotton Bowl, Ohio the State. Actual, the actual Bowl. Oh. The Rose Bowl. Uh, which on this Ohio list? State. Mm. So I can understand man. how you would forget it. How the hell is saying, this not on the list? <laughs> Andrew's up, Andrew's like fifteen minutes ago update is that he will be seven my ties deep for that game, so it should be good. Nice. Well, do we want to talk about Ohio State versus uh, USC? So, I think that could qualify for Pac-12 after dark. What time? Even is though that it's game? not fully Pac-12 after dark. Well, I mean, just in terms of the potential stuff happening on the field there could be a lot of turnovers and some weird oh yeah weird shenanigans defensive breakdowns and yeah a lot of weird stuff could happen 
Is it going to be good so. Darnold or bad Darnold? Sometimes mm. you get the same, and sometimes you get both of them in the same game. Yeah, that changes on the series to series sometimes. Yeah. That guy's an uncanny ability. <laughs> I think I was listening to one of the... It was one of the full cast episodes today, and I think it was Jason was talking about how he... Uh, or he was talking at first about how Rosen didn't want to get drafted by like the Browns, basically. And, yeah. And they were like, well... Uh, I think Jason said something about how Darnold was confident in his ability that, that he'd done enough bad stuff to scare away the, the top pick because <laughs> he, <laughs> he had enough interceptions. <laughs> and I was like, that's the perfect way to look at it. <laughs> it is the Browns, though. Yeah. Oh, man. They're huh. probably just going to get Josh Allen. Oh, man. Uh, get a guy with like a what, 54% completion percent. <laughs> think they can fix him Smart. somehow. That'd be so NFL, though. Yeah. When was the physical tools? He plays terrible all year, and then plays good in the bowl game and only the bowl game, and he just shoots <laughs> up the draft board. Who was, was like, who was the last NFL quarterback who was in the draft? He was just basically nothing but projection, like no production but all projection. How Bollinger? Oh, how Bowler? Oh yeah. Oh, you know what? You could also make a case for the other guy from uh, the other guy from Cal. Um, what was his name? The one before Rodgers. Oh, uh, Her- no. I think Kyle that was Bowler? Kyle Bowler. Kyle Bowler? Yeah. 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 Kyle Bowler. yeah, the guy who uh, famous, famously knelt down and threw a ball through the uh, through the uprights like 60 yards down the field or something like that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah he did that at the combine. He he took a knee on like the thir- on the on a 30-yard line and fucking threw a ball through the so, sorry, uh, excuse me. It's part part of my French. Forgot we we're recording this. Uh Fuck. Threw a ball yeah. down 70 yards down the field and split the uprights. I think Jamarcus Russell did that, too. Yeah. And he turned out great. Well, Jamarcus Russell had production, though. Like, he, if you if you remember, like, he was actually pretty pretty good at LSU. He just, you know. Yeah, the problem yeah. with Jamarcus yeah. was that he was, uh, he was eating a bag of Taco Bell with one hand <laughs> and throwing the football with the other. <laughs> the, the thing about Jamarcus is that he was a lot like, uh, you guys remember Achilles Smith? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, where they, like, yeah, where the offensive coordinator and the quarterback coach did a very good job of of cutting down the offense and calling plays and emphasizing what they did very well and never really let them grow out of that, which is why Achilles Smith, you know, looked like a freaking all star at Oregon, and then he got to the pros and he did, you know, he could barely he could barely read a defense because he never had to. And I think Jamarcus Russell was kind of the same way, where it was just sort of like, uh, from what I remember of Jamarcus Russell, it was basically. He didn't really do uh, – there weren't too many complicated reads. It was just, you know, first read or chuck it down the field. And LSU yeah. had enough receivers where they could just go up and get it. Supposedly that's the problem with all um, these it, spread quarterbacks. This, like this, that's what we're going to start hearing I'm, about when the NFL draft starts getting closer is all the executives complaining about none of these quarterbacks know how to read a defense. So that's coming up in the next month or so. Um, Except for Rosen and Darnold. Yeah. yeah. Right. I mean, Jamar- I know that Jamarcus, now it's Jamarcus the... got drafted. Jamarcus got drafted by the Raiders, right? Like, yeah, it was the first overall pick. Yeah. Like a really bad Raider team. Yeah, it was the Raiders, like in the midst of their eleven-year playoff drought or whatever it was. Yeah, that that couldn't have helped either. For some reason, my now. mind was thinking, he go to Minnesota and have like a good year or two with Randy, but that was Dante Culpepper. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> nice. All right. Um. Let's let's try to get through some uh, 
some questions. <laughs> Is that all we want to say about OSU and USC? I don't think we actually said anything about it. I'm kind of hoping it's that like, the bad version of both those quarterbacks shows up because that will be mo- most entertaining. Yeah. Um, where it's just a lot yeah. of bad bad passes down the field, just chucking and chucking and ducking. That's what I'm hoping for. What if there is no good version of either quarterback? <laughs> <laughs> what, what if I told you? What if I told you this isn't actually the last game of the JT Barrett era? <laughs> oh, no. He's got more. Another seven years. I'm just hoping for like at least two pick sixes like on like flat passes from JT Barrett. Just I think there's a good there's a good chance you're gonna get one of those. Yeah. I just want Darnold to throw uh throw an interception and then just immediately like just uh, kind of take his helmet off and just start walking on walking to the sideline as the guy's running it back for for a touchdown. Wasn't there an NFL quarterback that did that? Like was it Man <laughs> Peyton or Brett just, Favre? Like, don't even try to make a play on it. Just like start walking it, away. It was probably Eli, but Probably Eli, yeah, pouting. Um, so that uh, the Cotton Bowl is at the is Friday, on the uh, at seven thirty. I'm assuming that's ESPN, but I do not know. I wish that was a Gus game I, though, on Fox. I probably I probably said Eli too quick because I was going to say. You know who would also do that? That was uh, is uh, is Cutler would, would totally do that. Yeah, it seems like a very Cutler thing to do. He would do that, but ass Take off his helmet, go back to the <laughs> sideline, and smoke and light a cigarette. Yeah, yep. I like that one where he, uh, where they optioned him out as a receiver, and he just doesn't <laughs> even move. <laughs> he just or he, they optioned him out as a receiver. He just keeps on running right off the field. <laughs> mm. Oh my god, it's so funny. They optioned him out as a receiver, and he just goes out there as a receiver, and then just stands there when it's snapped. Like, like a like a, a union worker on break. It's like yeah. nope, nope. Just here, so I won't get fined. Um, nope, just here. Yeah. Anyway, so that that game is on Friday. Watch it, I guess, and hope they both lose. Um, questions we got. Um, okay, so this, like I said, I I don't know how I um how I got off on this earlier, but uh, apparently Eli Apple. This is a, kind of a prelude to this question. Eli Apple. Um, made a comment to uh, to female to or to sorry to media, including female reporters. I got to take a shit. And apparently, women are not allowed to hear the word shit. Yeah, apparently they're. It was girls don't poop. Everyone knows that. Oh yeah. Right. And apparently, you have to watch. What <laughs> not you the say hot ones, anyways. Them. Yeah, you have to you have to watch what you, what you say around women. They're very sensitive. Mm-hmm. Sure. Shit. Um, you can't. Yeah. You, you have to put a, a disclaimer on this podcast because I've said shit at least fifteen times. Right. So, um, so we had a Rutgers fan, an alleged Rutgers fan, ask if um, Bucknuticus uh, if he shits like Eli Apple. We'll have to wait till next time to get the results for that. Unless he's um, let me see there. if he responds. Hold on. Yeah, why don't you ask? Maybe after those seven my ties, <clears throat> I'll uh, I'll answer this or I'll go into this next one. Eli Apple's chance. Uh, this is from a Minnesota fan. Higher percentage. Eli Apple's chance of being a giant next year or Lone Star's podcast attendance. Higher answered. I guess we. Yeah, I guess this is answered already because uh, Mike is here. <laughs> I'm still here. Wow. <clears throat> Seems so happy. Um, Mike I'm, complains about it, but he's like willing to go to like. <laughs> he's willing he's to go lengths to actually like be on on an iPad. Yeah. Yeah, I'm just kind of laying here. So, 
This is the most effort you'll get. I'm trying to find some uh, some questions. There were some here. Hold on. Well, it's either he comes on or we get two hours of the Georgia corner. <laughs> I'm, it up. I'm good done. with with Georgia corner being done. Is Georgia corner done? It's yes. it's been done. Um, Let's see. That's. Hey, there was a, there was talk about uh, about primetime going to be a coach at um, Florida State. Yeah, that would be a bummer. I don't want. I mean, he's mm-hmm. he's a charismatic guy, and he's probably a good. Probably would be a decent coach too. So I, I mean, he's not going to teach him how to tackle, but he'd at least teach them how to cover. Mm-hmm. Um, there was one about. Let me see if I can find it. Something about UCLA and USC potentially. How do they move on with presumably both of their quarterbacks leaving? I could probably take that one. I can't find it exactly. But it was something to that effect. I don't don't think they'll have much of a problem with that because, I mean, don't they? They usually attract pretty decent quarterback talent at those two schools. Yeah, talent's never really the issue with the LA schools. It's finding a decent coach. Yeah. I'm sure it'll continue on as it always has. Do we think that Chip? Chip Kelly's a decent coach then. I mean, I think he's pretty he's pretty good. In college for sure. Yeah. He's he's a good college. That's for sure. I guess we'll see. Uh the the one thing I'm skeptical, not skeptical. Skeptical is not the right word, hesitant about is whether his offense is still going to be as revolutionary and as effective these days as it was back then. I'm we'll thinking not. Because I think his system has been absorbed by everybody else, which was like a lot of inside zone and other stuff like yeah. that. I um, think it'll be. I think it'll be all right in the Pac-12 though, because I mean they don't really play much defense out there anyways. So yeah, I think he can. Work. Shots fired. I, I think Chip. I think Chip Kelly's his main problem is gonna at least for next year anyways is gonna be trying to run his offense with the players that he has. I think that there may be a bad fit um, somewhere in there, the but. Jim Moore players who were, were not very good with Jim Moore. So, <laughs> yeah, Moore was like full on pro style, and Chip Kelly is not quite. I did find the the question. It was a, uh, I think this is a Virginia Tech fan, somewhere in the Virginia D.C. area, somewhere around there. But somewhere uh, in America. Yeah, uh, how far do you think USC and UCLA can go next year if Sam Darnold and Josh Rosen both stay in school? So it's actually the opposite. Of what I thought it was. Oh, if it stay in school? If they stay in school, USC uh, I think could win the national championship. USC would go a lot further than UCLA would, I think, because um, definitely yeah. UCLA, like I said, you got Chip Kelly and he's got Josh Rosen. Josh Rosen's not the quarterback you want running Chip Kelly offenses. So, yeah, I mean, I think yeah. Chip could make it work, but it's not an ideal fit. And UCLA's defense is awful. Chip Kelly has not shown an ability in the past to adapt to his players at all. It's been strictly about like, like making them fit in his system. So that doesn't Rosen already have concussion problems. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's why he's missing the or he missed yeah. the uh, the he bowl missed. game. He didn't get cleared yes, out I, of concussion protocol. I can't. I can't see any quarterback runs out of him. No. No, oh, no. he's not a he's not a quarterback you want running the ball. From what I understand. Yeah, Chip didn't have running quarterbacks in the NFL though, and maybe that's. Just because he didn't have an opportunity. Well, he had to Vic. One. He had Vic. Yeah, but it was like old Vic. 
Yeah, yeah, he was good that one. He was good that one year. He just kept on getting hurt, yeah. and then he turned no, into yeah, complete he was, garbage. He was good, but he's not like you know Marcus Mariota in college or college like, Michael Vick or something. Yeah, he was like Vic after he'd already had like fifteen concussions, right? Yeah, he cracked ribs every week. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I, I think I USC would go a lot farther. <laughs> and that's my my answer yeah. to that question. Well, and, yeah, anytime you got he's got to be a senior, right? I mean, because he's junior this year, so. Uh, he's a redshirt sophomore this year, redshirt I believe. Sophomore? Okay, so yeah. oh, like a redshirt sophomore. So okay. he'd be a redshirt junior next yeah. year if he comes back. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, yeah, redshirt redshirt sophomores can leave early. That's like the three year. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I'm, I'm just saying that, like, anytime you've got a guy that's he's got his his fourth year in the system, and it's a school yeah. like USC, they should be contending for for sure winning the conference. And if you're winning the uh, one of the P5 conferences, you should be in pretty good shape for getting into the playoff. Yep. Most of the time. And USC's schedule is usually pretty good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, whenever I think about a, a redshirt sophomore quarterback leaving for the NFL, I always think about Tommy Maddox uh, he, <laughs> because he did that, and that didn't work out so well for him. So I'm not so sure Darnold really needs to go, but I don't know. We'll see. Didn't we lose No Sean Moreno yeah. after redshirt sophomore year? Yeah. Yeah, that's a running back. It's a little bit different. Yeah. I know. Yeah. I'm just saying. I'm still. Uh, yeah, I know yeah. Rick still kills himself over that and says, "I will never redshirt yeah. a running back again." Basically, you, you broke up. Which quarterback did you say? Tommy Maddox from back in the in oh, college, probably 1991, I think. UCLA. Yeah. Tommy Gunn. I mean, when I think of redshirt sophomore quarterbacks leaving, I think of Menzel. Mm. Oh yeah. Yeah. He was a redshirt sophomore. Oh, was he? I believe so. Because he was a redshirt freshman when he won the Heisman. Because that was the, that was when people were saying, "Oh, it's the first freshman to win the Heisman." Though he was a redshirt freshman. I don't understand all the idiots comp- competing, competing, comparing Baker Mayfield to Johnny Manziel. I mean, I get that they're both it's pretty the, like outgoing personalities to say the least. Like the Just because they're both they both act like dickheads. That's the only reason. <laughs> yeah. Thing is, like, I mean, they both have some of that improv at times, but I think uh, I think Mayfield is still way more technical. Oh yeah, his... I mean, he's without a doubt the best quarter. He's the best the best player in college football. And I mean, I mean, I, I don't know. Was Mayfield that year? I, I mean, I guess. Kind of. I think people are overreacting to his. Yeah, I think so. Stuff. I mean, it, yeah. it wasn't good, but it wasn't like Manziel no. level. Especially no, no. Manziel. In the well, NFL. yeah, and that's the thing that gets me. It's like most of his stuff is just because he gets a little too carried away competitively. Like, let's leave yeah. the, the DUI out of it. Like, that was obviously just stupid and him getting uh, tackled by the police officer. But Running um, from the cops. Yeah, that's that it. Yeah. yeah. He got like a DUI, and then the whole cop thing was a separate thing. But I mean, like, Manziel was doing stupid stuff. Like, he was like, you know, doing cocaine and like casinos, bathrooms, and whatever else he was doing. I mean, there was all kinds of stuff going on when he was in college. I mean, the autograph yeah. stuff. I mean, and people have been raving about Mayfield's like work ethic and stuff, as yeah. far as I can tell. And Manziel like didn't care right. at all. I mean, he. I remember seeing like a story. He didn't have. A, did he have any um? Scholarship offers in high school. He walked on twice. I think he walked on to Tech. I know. Yeah. His only offer was Wazoo, actually, mm-hmm. and he, he walked on at Texas Tech instead. 
And then he walked on at Oklahoma hmm. as well. Yeah. Yep. So but, he, I mean, I mean yeah, I, I don't know. I, I, don't, I don't get the comparisons to Manziel at all. I don't get it. It's just, it's just a boisterous kind of dickhead. That's pretty much it. And I think it's old I mean, NFL anonymous executives that say stupid shit to me. I mean, it's like... They well, they're trying to submarine like, his draft stock. Yeah. <laughs> What's so they can get him? <laughs> yes. Exactly. Yeah. Nice. I like it. Because uh, May- Mayfield, is, he's... How tall is he? I mean, six I'm just one. trying to think. Put it... six, six one, supposedly. Hmm. I think so that he, Jake Fromm he, might actually be like half an inch taller than him. <laughs> he might have that kind of uh, Drew Brees. He has to like be extra good to get drafted at uh, short height. Well, there's so many there's so many NFL teams that are desperate for quarterbacks that I think starting the season Baker Mayfield was probably a Drew Brees like prospect um, where he would probably go in the top of the second round like Brees did. But after this season and how many teams need quarterbacks, he's going to get picked in the top ten. Yeah, yeah. You think so? And that's I the think same reason. Yeah, there's no bad. way there's no way he gets by the Jets and the Broncos. No chance. Oh man, the Broncos are in line for another top draft pick quarterback. I gotta, I gotta try to. Yep, they've got the number eight or ninth pick, I think, as it stands right now. The Broncos, um, and they're definitely picking a quarterback. Man, I wonder if any of those systems would be conducive to Baker Mayfield, though. I I don't really know what Broncos or the Jets run. Um, um, I mean, I think I think that they probably that they probably are. The the one that I have the most questions. This is kind of turning into an NFL in an NFL talk, but yeah. the one that I have the questions about is Josh Allen, which I think everybody else has questions about. Yeah. Uh, he's probably going in the top 10 simply because all these quarterback teams are really hungry, really hungry for a quarterback. And there's like six teams in the top 12 in the top 12 picks that need quarterbacks. So he's going to get picked. I, but you know, it's, it's anybody's guess as to what you're going to actually get out of that guy. Uh, you're going to get a six, five or six, six dude that has a crazy arm and is you might really get caught. You might get, Kyle Bowler, basically. Yeah. Mm. Oh, man. All right. Is there anything else? I think we're is done. It? I don't think I have any more. We haven't got oh, any man. more uh, questions, and I do not think we got anything in the Discord questions either. I'm looking. I guess the only thing I have left is did in, I? I mean, I posted a video on things <laughs> of Arizona's little f bomb. Yeah. Uh, it's like their pregame. I don't know. It's not prayer, but it's a pregame little mantra. The whole team, before going out the locker room doors, said like, "What was it? Shut the fuck up." I don't know exactly what the hell that meant, but oh, I don't know. Tell the haters. I don't know. Probably. Oh Rich Rods still has a job. <laughs> he does still have a job, and he's making. Don't they have a bunch of? They pay him in oil rights or something crazy like that, right? <laughs> <laughs> Something weird. I heard that he has a bunch of like oil it's money. Oil, from... Maybe like land land rights or something like mining or gold yeah, mining. Something like that. It's interesting. All right. That is it for the podcast this week. We're apparently not doing pickums. We've done the questions, but please send in your questions oh, to Chris, Chris is back. Let's uh, Chris. Is there anything you want to add at the end of this? Yes. Do you want to add anything? Uh, I hope Washington wins because no one wants to see Penn State win. Indeed, that is true. We don't want to see that, and we want UCF to win because nobody wants to see Auburn win. And Tom isn't here, so everyone wants Alabama to win at least the first game. I'm here. What are you talking about? 
Oh, oh shit. Back. Caught us. <laughs> I was gonna look. Almost slipped that one by. Does anyone actually want Alabama to win? No. I'll take. I'll take either one of them. Honestly, I'd probably rather um, Clemson win just because I don't want to hear about the whole Saban versus his protege thing. Oh, uh, sorry, Mike. You'll 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 hear it eventually. We will hear it eventually. I know. Uh, I don't really care though, to be honest. I You'll get not... the Saban versus Saban's replacement narrative in the yeah. actual game instead. That's true. <laughs> I yeah. mean, Chris remains the one guess that, like, of all these teams, like all of our teams keep showing up in the playoffs. He's the only one we can go to for, like, outsider opinion of of these teams. Who 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 would the outsider want to win? Georgia, Clemson, Alabama. A higher say every couple of years. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like outsiders are probably just like I just don't want blowouts again. I would that would be my guess. Yeah, but then we definitely do not let the Big Ten back in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I really just want good games at the end of the day. And the big thing for the big thing for me is expand the playoff. Go to eight teams. Yeah. I mean, I could go on for another two hours on this, but I won't. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean. For now, the, the only well, thing I want to see is good games. That's really it. Well, I guess we'll maybe save that for the off-season podcast <laughs> whenever. Yeah, yeah, we could do a whole podcast on that for sure. And we didn't even talk about recruiting yet. So, guys, let's start talking about oh, recruiting. No. Uh, oh, yeah, let's let's talk about recruiting. Let's talk yeah, about recruiting. No, wow, well, I had a good not. week. Let's not. <laughs> we, we, <laughs> can do, we can do that in the off-season thing uh, here in a couple yeah, weeks, I guess. There's a whole other round coming up, and this you've already signed everybody. Yeah, and some of us are like 95% done with the class, but some are still yep. working on it. Like, I think Alabama and, has four or five spots. Yeah, you guys have a significant portion of your class to go still, I think. Anyway, that is it for this week. Send us to send questions to podcast at the hyphen cog.com. Again, podcast at the hyphen cog.com. And leave us reviews on iTunes, and we will read them. We have not gotten any more since ever since mid or oh, sorry, since uh, November thirtieth. So leave us a review, and we will read it on here. And we will definitely check to make sure we are still paid up on the yes. email. I don't even think that I checked the email this week, but I did not just say that. Um, <laughs> checking right now. Um, hold on, one moment. Refreshing. No. Okay, nothing. So, send us questions to podcast at the cog dot com, at the hyphen cog dot com, and um, we will be back. I don't know. Probably after the after this week. And we'll talk about the uh, the next next game after that, or not. We'll see. We will definitely do a recruiting wrap up eventually when that happens. So tune in next time for another episode of the Decides Comeback Advantage. Our intro song is called Tech It. The author is Pipe Choir. The song is available at pipechoir.com 
and this is using the Creative Commons Attribution 4.0 International License. Thank you.